Hello, HEC. Welcome to the seventh edition of the Harley Parlay. This week, we will be talking about music and education. And now we have Kit for this week's Bullets. Thanks, Eva. This week on the Bulletin Board. On May 24th, the middle school band, orchestra, and choir performed. Memorial Day is this coming Monday. There will be no school. The HAC Modified Sports Awards Assembly is June 1st. The Moving On Ceremony is June 2nd. It will celebrate the 8th graders who will be high schoolers next school year. And now this week's feature. Today I spoke to Mr. Robson, our orchestra teacher, about the importance of music in education. Today I'm speaking to Mr. Robertson, the Harley Middle School and Upper School Orchestra teacher. So, what uh, what instrument did you first learn, and what age? Um, well, I started on piano at age three, and then I started playing the viola um, at about age seven, and then I started violin when I started teaching in high school and college. And how has music influenced your life? Oh, it is my life. There's no, no second way about it. Um, it's been what I do for fun. It's what I do with friends. It's what I do when I'm bored or tired or angry or upset or just to enjoy things. It's, it's every part of what I do. Mm. And what would the correlation between uh, like uh, musicality and math be? Because there is a connection there. Well, at the, at the basic level, music is all about counting and rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so in order to be an effective musician, you have to be able to count effectively in a measure. And that means being able to do fractions um, and being able to subdivide a larger beat into smaller sections accurately. And so at the core, rhythm is a mathematical activity. But you can go a step farther in understanding acoustics. And so beyond just the, the act of playing music, understanding music on a mathematical level can be all about sine, cosine, and tangent, understanding the way that waves work, the way that they reflect around the room, the way that um, harmonies can reinforce or collide, and um, you can have positive or negative interactions between the waves. Um, And then to understand acoustics at a higher level is very advanced math, post-calculus math. And so at Harley, you start, you either go into choir, a orchestra, or the band in fifth grade, but before that, you learn how to play the recorder and a few percussion instruments. What is the importance of learning an instrument at such a young age? Well, besides just the act of learning music for its own sake, which is a field that's definitely worth study, um, I think that music um, at an early age can support um, the idea of concentration um, in a world where the attention span of most people is about 30 seconds to three yeah. minutes. Um, music forces us to slow down and to analyze things on a longer scale. Um, recorder as a first instrument or violin or piano, which are also very common first instruments, um, support a lot of coordination, which is difficult for students at a young age. Um, when you're just learning how to use your hands, having to be accurate precise um, and to be able to um, place your fingers exactly where they're supposed to be is a challenge that can be mastered um, and really benefit you later on in life. And what age do you think someone should start picking up an instrument or just getting interested in it? Uh, Most of my most successful students um, have started between the ages of three and five on the violin. And how this uh, Harley music program, how do you think it's going just overall? Um, Do you mean the orchestra or all of the the orchestra program. Yeah. Um, I think that 
Um, in general, there are a lot of very capable students in the mm. orchestra program, um, and I would love to see um, the orchestra program grow in the future. And you strive to push us ahead, like the music that we play is a little more advanced. And so what kind of like, you also went to McQuaid, what kind of music do you have on there as well? Um, I would say that we started out at, at approximately the same level for the middle school ensembles. Um, and my goal is always to push the ensemble to the highest mm -hmm. level that they can perform. Um, and usually that's a little bit beyond the comfort zone of the group. Mm. Okay, well, that's the last of the questions, but I'd like to thank you very much for the interview, and uh, you'll be hearing us on Friday. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Robertson, for taking the time out of your day. And now on to Kit for the interview with Mrs. Houston. For this week's feature, I spoke with Mrs. Houston about school and music. Mrs. Houston, can you please tell us about the importance of having both music and school in your life? Yeah, for a lot of people, um, playing an instrument and, and, or singing is a way to, to de-stress. It's a talent that they have where they may struggle in other areas. And so when you don't give them the opportunity to express that or to try it, it can make school a lot more stressful. Um, I love the fact that here at Harley we ask everybody to participate in an ensemble for a few years and really benefit from all the things you can learn from being in an ensemble. Teamwork and pulling together towards a, a common goal and how you have to shift your own individual abilities and skills and talents and balance it with everybody else's to create a really cool final product. Um, there are a lot of things that you really only learn from being in an ensemble and uh, Harley values it enough that they ask everybody to at least try it for a while. So what do you like most about being a band director at the Harley School? Um, I've been in some really large schools and some really small schools, and one of the wonderful things about a small school is how important every single person is. Um, when we only have, say, five clarinet players, everyone is really valuable and valued and a huge part of the ensemble that, that we really need. Uh, and so it's more responsibility on everyone than if you had 30 clarinets and five of them didn't necessarily really matter. Uh, but everybody, everybody's really important to us, and so we try to help everybody grow and get better and be a valuable part of the ensemble. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And now on to Annika for this week's puzzle. Thanks, Ming. For the answer to last week's puzzle, I interviewed Ming. Why did the chicken cross the road? The answer to the riddle, why did the chicken cross the road, is because when he woke up, he said, no, I would never cross that road, and he ate beans for breakfast. It snorted at those who crossed the road. And when noon came around, he said, no, I would never cross the road, and he ate leaves for lunch and laughed at those who crossed the road. And when evening came, he asked one of the crosses, say, what's so good about the other side of the road? And the cross would wave him away, saying, what do you care? Someone like you would never cross this road. And that made him so angry, he crossed the road out of spite. If the other side was okay, he ate beans for dinner, and that's why the chicken crossed the road. The answer to the second puzzle is, they were tangents. For this week's puzzle, we have a few puns. What did the burrito say to the taco while trying to comfort him? And what did the grilled cheese say about the joke? So that wraps it up. Stay tuned for next week's edition of the Harley Parlor.